ShadowNet, everyone. My name's Phil, aka Zeroth Maxima. Threat level alpha before I get going here. There's gonna be some swearing. Oh, yeah. My special guest today, he's probably won a GNK at the prestigious Amusing Games game store in beautiful Winnipeg. It's Whiteblade Eric Keelback. Thank you for having me. I have won a few GNKs a few. at that game store. Do you. <laughs> Do you remember the last one you've won? Like number one. Like the first one like the la- like the last time the first the, one I did the latest the one. Oh I the guess. latest? Can I like give an elite take? Of course. I just actually win so many that kind of blows to <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, I think it's tough in some sense because like my meta is more interested in playing fun stuff. So I'm I show up to GNKs with like fucking like you know, like I'll show up to a GNK with like DLR and faster i don't give a shit like yeah okay yeah that's um, fine like i remember this is maybe like a year ago i showed up to play gnk and i was like i was gonna play i played polana fast advance with like shipping from tenon and then like some like anarch deck right yeah i played against this guy i lost the polana game i like i couldn't draw agendas he incited me for like three agendas and went like freedom through quality mad dash mad dash or whatever won the game <laughs> so i'm a little ruse going in the game too yeah right playing against argus I run HQ, I hit a snare, which is like not the end of the world. He hits, of my four card hand, he hits every hand, but I've had worse. Oh, that feels and bad. And I trash it. I trash it, I'm like, yeah. whatever, I, I, whatever, trash it, draw up. Next turn, I run HQ, and I know he has a Moanza City Grid on HQ. I got four cards in hand. I'm like, I'll run HQ. Because my logic was like, the only way I die, he has eight credits exactly. The, the only, only way you way die, die here, is if die, both yeah. snares are in there, plus you just trashed one. Very improbable. And he has to miss the I've had worse in my four card hand. Right. And then I go I hit the first snare and I lose three cards and it's just I've had worse. Yeah. Left. And I'm thinking, this is not gonna happen because this is too fucking stupid. Yeah. And then like third card in the hand was snare. And then like I basically shook his hand, I got up and I dropped the tournament immediately. Has anyone ever told you how shitty you are at Netrunner? Who falls for that? Come on. <laughs> It's like, that's a classic play. You, you... I think more people should drop out of tournaments. It's a good line when you're having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. What's um, new? What's new? I'm so fucking mad, Phil. Oh, tell me about it. Consider me your therapist. You're my special guest here. I'm going to take care of you. I'm so upset because we were carving out a niche in the market. Yeah. You know, I have great respect for Nicole and Tristan. The, the kitchen table netrunner yeah. is all-time great. They're untouchable. Their wholesome level is, like, maximum. Yeah. No one fucks with them. Not no, even us. No, we got respect, you know, utmost respect. They're doing a great service to the community. However, yeah, they are very wholesome. They don't speak to me as, as a demographic. Mm-hmm. That We need a voice for the degenerate, yeah. right? And that's what we are. We're a voice for the degenerates in the Netrunner community. I feel if, like we've been doing a solid job. Yeah, you know, if you like IG Combo, we're your people. I fucking hate so, IG Combo. Okay, <laughs> let me just put that out there. Keep going. So, well, okay, we can teach you. Yeah. And so, imagine my surprise. We're doing a community service by making this podcast. Yeah. And 
Someone else has made a podcast. Who would fucking dare? Jo- I'm so fucking mad. I clicked. I listened to the whole thing. Like a it's rage mugging. listen, right? Like no <laughs> likes, no subscribes. No uh, I left a very angry review on Apple Podcasts. Excellent. But they're, they're fucking capturing the same demographic. And worse, worse, this podcast is actually talking about Netrunner. That's the worst part. You listen they, to it and they like start talking about a deck list. You're like, what the fuck is this? They started talking good things about Nisei. It makes us look like assholes. I was so disgusted. I mean, you know, like, we're, we're kind of assholes, but yeah. <laughs> well, sure. But I'm just saying now we look worse by comparison. If, yeah, if, usually <laughs> we chop out most of the stuff that makes us sound the worst. Yeah, yeah. We chop out most of the swears about Nisei, but now it's like, now that they're talking good about Nisei, it makes us look worse by comparison. So honestly, I'm just so upset, you know, and hurt that they would make a podcast. In, and like, we're trying to crowd out the space here. We're trying to have the podcast monopoly. You know what you the know? answer is? You know what the answer is? They should go listen. Uh, no. Ban pants. Ban pants. I've been saying it for years. Ban fucking pants. Ban pants. I mean, actually, I will say it's it's actually pretty good. I think people should listen to it. It's good to have uh, new blood in the in the game and also like now we have a, a podcast to dunk on consistently yeah exactly every episode from now we're just oh, we're, shitting we're, on them right off the top we're fucking dunking on the slums cast because like we didn't want to dunk we can't dunk on kitchen table no no, no, no. they're untouchable they're, like untouchable but now we could punch down i'm looking forward to having the slums cast around you should go listen i actually think it's they talk about netrunner which is something we don't do on this podcast no no, no. that was just to like ruse people to listen to us to our dumb takes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Slums Cast, pretty good. Good job, guys. Yeah, Josh and Michael are killing it. It's good. Okay, so Eric. Yes. I've had this this question on my mind for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. Are testing groups, like the Snare Bears, like New World Erder, are they ruining (laughs) Netrunner? Yeah, probably, actually, though. Those assholes. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, the problem, so, like, I think testing groups are not... If you're a player who's in a testing group, a testing group is kind of just raw upside. Sure. You know, like, I will say for me, as a beneficiary of a testing group with good players, like, it's pretty sweet. Like, you get good decks and you get good feedback. I Sounds think, nice. Well, yeah, I think the problem is, like, what makes Netrunner kind of work is the community aspect. Yes, and you're you're taking that away from everyone else and, and just hoarding the community for yourself well the pro yeah because like it's sort of like i don't think necessarily like intra regional testing groups aren't a problem i think so like hey you know like you live in somewhere in alberta you live in edmonton right no <laughs> no you live oh, in calgary uh, why would you say that yeah does edmonton does edmonton hate calgary there's obviously a rivalry between two cities which are economically dependent on a dwindling natural resource <laughs> come on you guys both have hockey teams, right? Oh yeah, that definitely helps the rivalry too. <laughs> yeah, but Alberta only has one CFL team, right? Yeah, not that I follow it that much, but that's right. That team is in Calgary, the Rough Riders, uh, home of '80s Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson used to play for the Rough Riders. Wait, is like, it the Rough Riders? It's not. I don't like know. That. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, There's too many Rough Rider teams, but, but let's call but, it. No, Rough Riders isn't Saskatchewan. It's the <laughs> Stampeders. 
I follow sports that are real sports. That's in your city too. That's in Calgary's in your city. Yeah, I know, but I don't give a shit about sports, dude. You just care about the intricacies of the net run tournament scene. Exactly. That's that's my true passion. Sure. If you, I don't think it's a real problem, like problem, quote unquote. I don't think it's harmful to community if, like, you say, like, hey, let's get together in like Calgary, and like I'll get together with my Calgary friends and like you know test some games, test some netrunner for like regionals. Yeah. And then you, like, bring Dexter Regionals to do well. There is sort of, like, another level of testing groups, which is sort of, like, the inter-regional mega testing group. And this is where it gets unwholesome, you're saying? Well, okay, so let me lay the framework. So basically, the logic behind an inter-testing group is this. The point of a testing group is to build the best decks in secret so that people, A, don't know about them, and B, you have an advantage going into tournaments. And this is just a logical conclusion of, like, self-interest in the tournament environment you know um it's the same reason you don't publicly post your deck list the day before you go to the tournament because you think there's an advantage to having your deck list kept secret yeah and so testing groups are just sort of like an extension of that of that want for self-interest which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing the problem is this you realize that for a testing group to be better to get better results realistically you start looking to players outside of your city just to get a critical mass of talented players, right? Exactly. Like yeah. not all, like not every, like like the top ten best netrunner players in North America aren't gonna all live in like Seattle, for example, right? I don't so even what know ha- who lives in Seattle. Well, that's where. Um, oh, Jade's in Seattle, right? Yeah, Jade's Jade's in Seattle. I was about to say Jade. Yeah, and then, uh, they came up with all the rules, so kudos. Yeah, to Seattle. they, they can ba- they can change the rules mid game. Yeah. It's a power they have. But so you end up looking for other metas, and then because it's an exclusionary process by nature, what happens is you end up, you know, like for example, like myself in Winnipeg, like, you know, if my I'm not testing with any of the Winnipeggers for balls. That's kind of a dick move. Your friends are like, hey Eric, let's test some netrunners. Let's do good at worlds together and you fuck off. Well I already got friends. That was definitely not the context in which that happened. I think it was just sort of like they understood that I was gonna test with snare. I mean, we talked about this before, it's like if there's a mismatch in expectations, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a bad experience for both people. Yeah, fair. Like if I went to like like my friend Marcus, who I played some actually, actually played some paper network with him this past Sunday. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I missed that. Yeah, it was quite good. But I mean, for him, he was kind of like, I'm just going to play the best shape of deck I can, do the best I can. Like I'm think I'm going to try and like seriously make a run at top sixteen this year. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us to get data both ways because if i'm just going to play like the most busted acer thing over and over again to like prep and i'm beating a shaper list every time he's not getting any information and i'm not getting any information and so what's the point besides yeah. the fact that yeah you know what i mean like it's it's a missed opportunity and so in some sense it, it makes sense but like i mean i think like this is true of this is true of like i don't want to speak for like other people but i don't think it's like you know like i don't think if someone approached Eric, labs. Eric, yeah. Eric, yeah. come on. Well, you like, know our show. You but, can speak for labs. Tell me what, what Pierre Dinya Percomus is saying in New World Order. Put some well, like, words in his mouth. Do I it. Think, I, I don't think people are approaching. I don't think labs is saying that people are like, fuck you, I'm not going to test with you. I think he's like, yeah, sure, I'll play some games. But like, I mean, realistically, like, let's say if New World Order had a list that they thought was he's not gonna bust it out to play with yeah that. It's he's not gonna be like yeah. hey i got a geist that like is completely revolutionary and he's not gonna be playing on jnet casual or, like be like hey like random person from the uk like let's play some games that's not to say that labs would be like fuck you i'm not like the same thing for me like i mean the realistic answer is like this 
if someone said to me, hey, you want to play some games? I'd be like, yeah, let's play some games. And I'd play like yeah. Leela Asa or something that I thought was like, if I had a corp deck that I thought was like super secret hot tech, I wouldn't play it in public. And I think that, I think from the person asking, that's a reasonable expectation too. That being said, there is in some sense a way that, it, you know, testing groups are exclusionary by their nature. I get that. Do you think and that's so, ruining the meta as a whole to keep this like hot secret tech for the big tournament? I don't think it ruins the meta. I think it hurts communities because it, it sort of by its function, it ices out people who are not in the middle of the player skill spectrum. That's interesting. Because there's, there's no room for advancement anymore. Yeah, but let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay, I'm excited because I want to have a discussion about it. Yeah, first of all, Look, I've never asked Labs to to play against me to test some stuff, so he might very well tell me to fuck off, and I wouldn't put it past him. I'd be like, that's fair. Good on you, Labs. Uh, more important point is, see, if everyone was sharing deck lists and everything, there'd be a clear superior one or two top deck lists that would, would emerge, and... You know, it'd be like 2016 all over again, where it's just like Val versus CTM. It'd just be the top two decks. Everyone, all tournament is playing it. You're playing against the same shit all day long. It's boring. It's boring to spectate. It's boring to play. It's boring to practice. I guess I enjoy the existence of these secret testing groups bringing out their whatevers on the big day. I think it adds uh, a lot to the community. Well, okay. Like, I'm not... Like, my point is not one of, of meta health. My point is one of, like, community health. So let's say, for example, Keith is a good player who lives in your meta. Yeah. Phil. Let's say Keith had a meteoric rise over the last year. He's now considered one of the best, if not the best, player in the country now. Oh, right? someday, Keith, you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Keith's a great guy, by the way. I love Keith. But I love let's Keith. say he, he's there. And then you, Phil, are someone who lives in the same meta with that person and want to improve. You're like, I want to have a run at like a top 50 placing at Worlds this year. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I'm not good enough. Like how? And I think in part, a lot of the way people improve in Netrunner is by playing good players in their meta. Oh, for sure. And like playing on like, even like on Wednesday, like GNKs or regionals or Star Champs, it's the transmission of skill by osmosis, by not of knowledge. And that's how people who are in the sort of middle of the skill curve get improved is by being tutored in some way by not ex not explicitly sometimes, but like being helped by players who are quite good at the game. Huh. And testing groups create like a freezing effect. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because now if like, let's say there's a, let's say like Canadian Nationals is coming up. Keith might not want to test with you, Phil, because he's going to test with like his Canadian, like, you know his testing group that he like formed full of elite players all those good canadian players like i mean there are like a lot of good seven canadian uh you got uh from actually edmonton wills up there soccer great player oh, no, in there that you know Ken everyone except I mean, white blades in this canadian testing group i don't know who's in this testing canadian testing group okay but but my point is that it creates a tiered system and then there's no mobility because the people who are in the middle of the skill curve don't have the tools for advancement because essentially what's happening is the testing groups are hoard like hoarding i don't want to say hoarding in a bad way but like kind of hoard it like are keeping the knowledge and skill for themselves to produce the best decks because they're competing at like most of these events against like they're either trying to win the event or competing against people who are doing the same thing no but look say again keith fucking love him great dude say keith was like buckling down. Look, now I'm just playing Netrunner full time. Mm -hmm. He's 
you know, you see him in some J&K, he's cracking skulls, he's doing really good, and then he talks to you, he's like, hey, do you want to play a couple games? And you play him, and you're like, oh shit, this guy's legit. And he was like, I need a testing group, you know, I know you're in one, is there any way I could go in? You would just say, like, straight up no? Like, it's, like if he approached me. Okay, say you were Labs, and someone reasonable, and he approached Labs. <laughs> Like, I don't understand, I don't, so you're saying that, you're, like, you're, well, I mean... Say he was I, a middle-high tier player, which you are, Keith. Don't get, don't, okay. Sure. I think and, it depends on a lot of factors. I think it depends on a lot of factors. I mean, I don't know how... There's, I'm just saying, there's not no mobility in no, this no classist system you guys have established. <laughs> but it, but it, it no, I, I don't disagree. That I, I think I, I don't want to. My opinion isn't that there's no mobility, but it is like a slowing effect on mobility. Like, yeah, okay, it's it's like a very serious slowing effect in my opinion because it's like if people feel disconnected from the best players in a meta, like why am I showing up to play? Because I feel like I'm not going to improve. You know what I mean? Like if I feel like the only time you see Keith is for regional season and he's like traveling for like, he's going to nationals and traveling, playing in online tournaments and you don't see him actually in person. Cause he doesn't have any reason to play with you anymore. Cause he's playing with his testing group. Yeah. That seems bad. And I'm not saying like, and I don't want to, I don't think, listen, I mean, I'm not saying that like we live in this dystopian future where like testing groups refuse to play games with other people because I play games with other people who aren't my testing group all the time and I test and I you know give advice and members in Snare Bears do and I see members in New World Order do it too and I oh see, no you know, like oh no it's Erder with an E Erder sorry New World Erder don't apologize I, for them they made I, a choice I like I see that it's not I'm not I'm not saying that like you know Pinsel refuses to talk to anyone outside of New World Order and like he's ruining that right now that's not my argument my argument is that structurally I can see it start to have a freezing effect What's and what's the solution to Mr. Freeze's ice beam here? I think, okay, I mean, can I, like, before I get to this, can I tell a small story? Eric, you're my extra special guest this week. You have the floor to tell your story. <laughs> I'm just saying, and, like, I think, you know, for me, these claims aren't just made out of, like, a future fear. Like, I'm not going to name the person and I'm not going to name the meta. But I will say that I did know of a meta that had a player that was shoulders above. and. They were like, I'm going to go play in this testing group. And it created, I don't want to say resentment because I don't want to speak for those people, but like the, from what they've communicated to me and from what I've seen, it did have a sort of a freezing effect. And it was, it was not good for the health of that meta, quote unquote. Hmm. So like, the, you know, like not saying that's going to always happen, but just, I do think that they're like, are it's not just as simple as like, there are no negatives to testing groups because it seems to me that quite are. And I don't think that, I don't think people are going to stop making them either because it's in the individuals in the testing groups, it's in their self-interest to do so. You yeah. Know, there's, no incentive, there's no incentive to not be in a testing group besides I want to be a nice person, which is like, you know, some people are like, I don't want to do it. But like I, we've had, I've talked to people who are like, I don't want to do the testing group thing. I don't want to be in that sort of environment. But I think there's also obviously people like who are willing to do it. Look, it's not for everyone. And sure. if it's for you, I think there's the ways to to seek it out, right? <sighs> I think, in part, the I, I don't want to I don't want to paint as an obligation. I think the role like high profile players in testing groups can play is, in some sense, they should find ways to inform and give back to the community. So you don't think they do? Like I love reading no, they do through already, but I'm, 
really good deck lists after a tournament where it's like it's going through the tournament and it's explaining how the deck plays and what challenges it has like in the description i love reading those and i feel like that's in a way giving back no i agree i think that is a way i think like in, in some sense one one of the good things about internet is the culture that has been created around publishing deck lists yeah however you know it's like like here's here's the way i feel about it in some sense look at kenny during the comrades period okay i'm looking yeah that that kenny i mean obviously one of the best players and minds to play the game when he was in comrades like he was doing I mean, Comrades is a friend group and a Netrunner play group, obviously. They all like each other. Yeah. But the Comrades do a lot of, like, internal secret testing. And obviously it works because they, they bring, like, fucking wicked decks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've uh, innovated quite a bit yeah, in the like past. The... I, are they still doing their thing? I don't even know. Yeah, they're still, they're still operational. But also during that same period, Kenny was publishing some of the best articles on Netrunner yep. ever. You know, like, he, he is a, he's, he's written some, penned some great articles for the game. And in my mind, like, not that he was obligated to do so, but in that way, I think he is, like, being a member of the testing group and also being an excellent steward of the game. That's excellent. And I like that you've picked a little bit of that up. You wrote your nice How to Play I mean, versus CTM article the other month. That was beautiful. This, well, this thought isn't original. Like, this this thought, this is actually mostly born out of a conversation I had with Kisra. Okay. Because they indicated to me that they thought it had negative effects. Hmm. I think... And I grapple with, I mean, I I think if I live the life, like, I mean, obviously, like, I'm competitive. I want to win, right? Established fact, yes. Established fact. I don't want, if if you took that to its logical extreme, like, I'm going to take every advantage I can uh, within the confines of the rules, it would be miserable for my opponents. I think it would be actively harmful to the community. Yeah, you'd right? be a total dick. I think just, you know, the the place that Netrunner has right now obviously discourages that right there's no games for money there's no, no I agree. you know the I world agree. tournament everyone can fucking show up it's like 30 bucks there's not a barrier to entry yeah there's a little bit of secret sauce but the culture is as such like you're saying you know people do publish the deck list people do write articles no but i guess like i think yeah i agree but the the reason the culture is that way is not just because of like magic. It's because people are making active efforts to to be that know, way. Like, to cultivate that culture. Yeah. And so I do think players, top tier players in some sense, do have an obligation to help disseminate information. I think a world where like players who, you know, like for example, have have this great knowledge of Netrunner and are just like, I'm not gonna share this with anyone, like I'm just gonna keep it internally. And and I don't think and I think there's a difference between being like this means that every net, good netrunner player has to write an article. I just think it means like if a mid skill level player is asking you about like can you explain to me like how do you deal with the board in the CTM matchup like you might take the five minutes to be like okay here's how it works yeah instead of just being like oh I'm busy I can't you know what I mean like the dissemination of information doesn't need to be explicit like here let me publish PSAs it can just be like taking the time to be like. If someone asks you a question, like respond. And and I think I try and do that. I have people message me. I think I'm bad at giving advice. <laughs> do you have a lot of fanboys? Like how often is it someone comes up and says, Oh, white blade, impart on me your knowledge? I don't wanna can I don't wanna give the real answer because then you're just gonna make fun of me. Give the fucking real answer, Eric. <laughs> I think I probably get people asking me about Netrunner related stuff maybe like once a day. 
Wow. Yeah, that's way more than I would have thought. Dang. I, I mean, I think I think in some sense it's because we're doing the podcast now. Yeah. What was it before the podcast? Oh, like, you know, like once a, once every two weeks. Yeah, okay. See, that's kind of what I expected. I mean, once it is, like, maybe once every other day. Like, somewhat, like, once, yeah, once every day and a half. Like, it's it's tough because I get messages when I wake up because it's from people in Europe, for example. And it's not like people being like, oh, you know, Eric the Messiah, like, help me impart your godly knowledge. It's just like, hey, do you want to play some games? Or like, hey, do you want to work on this deck? Or, hey, what do you yeah, want this matchup? as long or? as they're respectful. Look, well, no, I'm going to do I'm you a saying, favor like, right here. If you're thinking of messaging Eric, no, fuck off. Message me. I will help you. No, I won't. I definitely won't. Oh, but you can still message I, me. Well, we'll I think have I'm bad fun. at giving advice. That's the problem. Okay, so go to someone else is what you're saying. Well, well <laughs> I want to be helpful. It's tough because like, also like it's a lot of like people being like, hey, you said this thing on the podcast. Is this true? And then like, I have to be like, I don't remember saying this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look write that shit on reddit so we can all make fun of you don't uh, private message that i don't think uh yeah that's fair personally i struggle with giving good advice because like i feel like in my like people are like oh man eric like oh i don't, I feel already like awkward about having this segment but like i people tell me i'm good at netrunner yeah but it's not like i sit down and i'm like netrunner brain engage i feel like i'm basically as good as i was like two years ago like I feel like like I feel like a lot has I feel like it's hard for me to put into words what has changed. It's not like I was like oh I was always like running R and D third click when really if you always run R and D second click you win like ten percent more games. Like it's yeah, not. I feel not that's like, that. like that's like the flaw of iterative learning. A, a game like this, right? You you get better in very small increments and by realizing small things and making small changes, which you may not even realize. So yeah, you think about two years ago, maybe you were playing the same, but it's both a different game and you've you've experienced a lot. So bad no, take, agree. Eric. And I agree with you. This segment is getting way too long. I was gonna cut you off like ten minutes ago. So Shadownet official stance. Are testing groups ruining Netrunner? Yes. 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 There we go. I <laughs> um, see so you're, you're playing in world. Ah, uh, I'm trying to. I can't. Oh I can't get a babysitter. God. So I'll I babysit might... your kid. Yeah, come on over, babysit no, 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 my kid. I'm, I'm babysitting them over Zoom. Yeah, that's that's how all the kids do it these days. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah, I'll babysit your kid over Zoom. Excellent. I was maybe going to wake up at 3 a.m. and play on the Saturday just because the timing, as horrible as it is, lets me play most of the rounds. That's fine, though. Yeah, like, I'll be a little tired, but whatever. I, mean, I, did, it for, I did it for APAC. You can do it for Worlds. Yeah, exactly. If, if you can do it for APAC, I'm sure I could figure it out for Worlds. Uh, so the answer is probably yes. Am I committed to Saturday yet? I'm not. Have I registered? No, but it's coming. <laughs> I haven't registered yet either. People should register. Give Nisei your money. I mean, it's like problematic for me because I started a habit of registering really late and now I feel like I've got to commit to the bit. Yeah, like if they register early, uh, like your I'm credit card is going to call you and be like, is this really you? This seems like fraudulent activity. My I think my... Credit card distributor already thinks I'm, like, committing fraud. I mean, you've heard the whole, like, I made the fraud on stream thing, right? Yeah, and that got deleted, so I'm <laughs> glad we're bringing it back up. No, I mean, no, I, it's just sort of like, I don't want to ruin the streak. Yeah, 
Okay. Like yeah. I've been re- I've been registering late my whole life. Why stop? Stop. Pre-game now? ritual, very important. Yeah, and I gotta eat hash browns on Friday. Very important, also. Friday. Yeah, yeah. I have I have started testing for worlds. Excellent. Like, yeah. You individually, or again, your testing group that's ruining Netrunner. Like, it's this is this is like peak Eric unemployed, recover from surgery mode. Uh huh. Like literally, I basically just wake up and play Netrunner all day. Oh, that's fucking sick. That's the I dream. Playing, I think I'm playing like eight hours a day, something like that now. That's insane. I mean, did I ever tell you about Worlds 2017 and my practice schedule for that? <laughs> no. Okay, so like, I was going to school in university. I had a class at 8 a.m. to 8 to 9. Yeah. And then, then I would have nothing, and then I'd have class from like like 2 till 5 or something. Mm-hmm. So I would show up, go to class in the morning, and then I would... I found a computer lab in like the deep sub-basement of the university that did not block JNet. Oh, that's sick. So I would just go, I would go, and then I'd play Netrunner for five hours, like Monday, Wednesday, Monday to Friday. And I think by like the time I was finished, I'd played like 300 games of like Take Me Anarch. Holy fuck. Something that, like, just like, I just fucking played, yeah. like, and I, I would go every, and then like, I was, I was playing like eight to 10 hours on the weekends. Cause like, what the fuck else was I going to do besides play Netrunner? I didn't have a job. Okay. Uh, One of the most insane parts of this to me is that I've never had a, a school or a corporate firewall that identified JNet as anything, but your school firewall blocks it? Yeah, I went to the first lab I checked, which was like in huh. the library, blocked it. Wow. And I was like, fuck, okay, sure. <laughs> I guess I'll... And I found one like in the engineering building that let me play JNet. So I played. I would play JNet like five hours a day. And I was playing more Netrunner on the weekends. I think, I mean, like that was a time in my life where I wasn't good. And so the I the I mean I was in the middle of the pack I would say and so the way I got better was just was just by playing a lot like yeah. just playing a lot of Netrunner. I think JNet's a bit of a trap in that way. Like you could really spin your wheels on some some mediocre decks and get decent results. I th- I mean I've talked I've talked about this before about how I think yeah it's not the perfect thing but like if like I, at the time I was not good enough to be in a testing group. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I didn't I didn't have any other options and. Um, it's it's kind of like, you know, you play in a test group, you might play a game and you have like a bunch of people watching. And so you pull a lesson back. You pull, like, you learn a lesson. You're like, okay, against this deck, you you don't res the Chrisium. Like you don't, you always install the Chrisium on the server because of this. And lesson learned. You've learned a lesson of this matchup. And now, so like we can generalize that to other matchups or whatever. You might do learn that in a game or two, right? Of, Is like, that, playing... that's why sometimes you're playing on JNet. You're playing someone you've never heard about. It's a Smurf. And then their whole fucking crew is spectating. That's why you have like five people looking at it. Yeah. Why? Huh. You think, yeah. Of course. I don't. Know. I thought people just like me. I don't know. Well, no. It's it's usually because people are in a Discord call talking about the game. Ah. And they share the screen, and then you can see the hand. Right. 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 And so they're talking about. I mean, like, why even spectate happens... on JNet then? Oh. Anyways. Well, you want to see both? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's but like I mean like but so when I was doing that big testing stint in 2017, like it was kind of like. Two, like I might play three games in like a high testing, high skill testing environment and learn a lesson. I might have to play like ten games to learn that same lesson. Yeah, but if you have a lot of time, which I did, uh, you can get to a similar position. I can see that. Yeah. So you haven't. So are you going to do any testing? Absolutely not. Well, I'm gonna play like fifteen, twenty games over the next. Oh fuck! I don't know it's if about... I have time. I play like five games a week dude i don't not play enough 
Uh, no, I got time. I got two weeks here. I'm gonna play about 15 games with each deck. I'm gonna say, and that uh, on Jnet against like randos. A, that's like enough to learn a lesson. Yeah, yeah, one lesson. <laughs> I've got, I've got very reasonable goals for worlds. I think. I'm, what are your reasonable goals? I want to get that atlas. Which is how many wins? Six wins, I hope. Oh, Seems that's reasonable. that's that's under fifty percent. So yeah, exactly. I I don't need to perform that well at all. Anything above that will be a delightful treat. If I don't get that, then I guess I'm quitting Netrunner. The podcast is yours now. Farewell. <laughs> Fuck. I'll have to find a new host. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Someone to to guest you every week. I think my goal is to make top half. Yeah. Good goal. And then, yeah, and then like you know anything else is good. Yeah. Um, Solid. Yeah, so I've been testing a lot, playing with the Snapbears, which is always good. You know, it's a good group of people. So um, you do play randoms, not just just within your group. Uh I would say I mean like I like I, I don't want to speak for all testing groups. Yeah. I would say that it's kinda like if we are just sort of like sort of uh what's what we call high exploration phase, which is just like we're gonna try fucking anything and just see what's good. That sounds so like a got, lot of fun. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. So we're just like, we're like, okay, we think we have an idea. Let's just play some games. And so like in the high exploration phase, you just play on regular JNet. And then you this, have to like... This phase, is there a, a manual, a playbook that explains all the phases? Uh, It's like we have this <laughs> we have this person in our playgroup called Matthew. <laughs> He's a scribe from New York. He is... Yeah. Uh, he brings a sort of like a math focus <laughs> to the testing process, which I think is good. That seems handy, yeah. Yeah, he's got like I learned what a third order problem is yesterday. Okay, wow, I'd I'd love to to find out how that applies to your current situation, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of just like it's not like you know when it's we usually aren't like hey we got five, in five days high like high exploration phase is over. I just think it's it's kind of like a thing of like everyone's just trying shit. And then you boil, and then you boil it down to like what we think was good, and then also what the meta thinks is good. Yeah. Um And then, like right now, I'm playing a corp deck that I just want to get more games on because I'm not very comfortable with it, so I'm playing it and doing it. And then once like we put cards in that we think are different than what the meta expects, or like we're playing like a runner ID or cards that we think is different than a runner expects, we'll keep it secret. And so we just do that by just playing it internally. Okay. And a I- lot of games are internal. I mean, like I don't know what it's like. I, I imagine based on the UK and German and like Central European people, I see. What do you call Europe that isn't the UK? Continental Europe. Con- the continental. Euro- well, wait a second. What? Denmark isn't part of the continent. It's I- an island. Mm-hmm. It's Maybe Denmark an island. Oh, De- this is a this is a weak spot in the podcast. We'll need a guest to fill in geography. I I look. I'm gonna chop this out if I'm wrong. Denmark is for fucking sure attached to Europe. Are you thinking of Iceland? <laughs> Denmark is that little nub that's just on top of oh, Germany. Germany. Sitting on top. Yeah, but yeah, but the German there's like water in between Germany and Denmark. Like Denmark's a fuck. Denmark is a bunch of islands. Let me look. Let me look. Let's fucking open Google Map. Oh my god. Why are we talking about Europe? We don't care where's about the, Europe. Where does the German border end? Wait, what the fuck? Oh, it turns out that Denmark is in fact attached to Germany. Yeah, okay. Okay, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Well, it's it's not fair because, man, have you looked at how fucking big Sweden is? It's got like that long, schlongy part. 
It kind of uh, does look like a penis. That's fair. Yeah. Does it make? Why well, that makes what like Finland the balls? Yeah. Do you fondle the Finland? <laughs> okay. Wait. So, shout out to uh, fuck. Google Maps. Yeah. Shout out to Google Maps. Shout out to Case from Sweden. She's great. I play her on JNet all the time. Or used I to. I haven't seen her in a while. I think. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it depends on what the group wants. Like, I mean, like our way of doing it isn't the only way. Yeah. I think the UK version is like really big in the the UK testing groups are big in the spreadsheets. What the fuck was your point about Denmark? What were we talking about Denmark? Okay. Not everyone does it like you. And oh, no, okay. continental, continental Europe. The continental Europeans. Oh, okay. I don't know how New World Order does it. We'll you have know, to like, ask them at some point. Probably yeah, like, I mean, worlds. we'll have one of them on. We'll have one of them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the good um, ones. I think, like, it's definitely, like, I, I don't want the perception to be, like, this is the fucking Netrunner factory and we clock in at 9 o'clock and leave at 8. Like, Well, that's what you make it fucking sound like. Well, it's mostly, it's, like, 80% memes and then, like, 20% of we're, like, at the end, like, a week before Worlds, we're, like, oh, shit, yeah, we have to play Netrunner. And then we just think of Dex. Yeah, I gotta say, I was surprised at how late this exploratory phase was. Well, we're kind of over it now. Oh, okay, okay, this is the end of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, we're just playing good decks now. Yeah, Do you have... tell us what the good decks are. Come on, I'm... spill oh, the beans. Man. I feel like I already can't... You're, you're cutting it too close already? Well, I, I just feel like... I mean, we have good tech, and like I feel like I will be letting my teammates down if I spill the good tech. It's We got good cards in our decks. Every, every group wants to put good cards in their decks. Who's um... got the most intimidating goons? Nisei or the Snare Bears? Well, the problem is this. Canada already doesn't want me. Yeah. So if... I get kicked out of Snare Bears. I don't got anywhere to go. You'll be uh, a little hobo following the railways of Netrunner. <laughs> Playing that on little engine. Just seeing no. where the wind blows you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Worlds. Playtesting the meta has made me more excited about playing. Like playing with friends, stuff like that. Yeah. I knew you'd get back into it. You were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to play. I fucking knew you were going to play. <laughs> okay. I mean, you were right. <laughs> In hindsight, I'm super fucking confident. Do you wanna? Yes, I wanna. Okay, yeah. We've been we've pushed this fucking thing back three episodes. It's been way too long. Let's get into it. The top five things we like about Nisei, or let me hit you with this, Eric. The (laughs) bottom five things we hate about Nisei. The bottom five things. It's like a double negative. Is it more clickbaity? Do you think? Look at the stats on the episode listens. There's like three times more <laughs> listens on the one where we shit on Issei. I know. It's it's very tempting. You know, I think if we named this episode like top five things we liked about Issei, it would get not as many because pause, like it's known. Negative news. Gets the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I think this one's going to be named Fondle Finland, but we'll, we'll <laughs> see in post. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna get angry mail from the Finns. They're far away. They They're can't far get us. away. They can't get us. Okay. I think you started first last, so I will start with my okay. number five top five things I like about Nisei. Their logo's pretty good. Good job. <laughs> good logo. <laughs> really? Okay. That's yeah. number five. I don't know. Yeah, like. 
the, okay, what the, fuck, what the, the fuck? other top four are very comprehensive. Understand that. So I was reaching. Why do for you the like the, the? Is the Nisei logo even that good? It's just like an N. It looks like the Microsoft program. You know, they just like recolored it. It's good effort. I like the font. I like the font. Yeah. I don't know. Is it that good though? It's it like kind of like. So it's not the, winning awards, but it's pretty. Good. What's what's the thing? Is that supposed to be an N? Of course, it's supposed to be an N. But like, what? So, but like, it's also like kind of an infinity thing going on. Oh, like the game's continuing. Yeah, it, it's also like Jinteki, like a gene strand DNA. Yeah, I but they call I don't it. like. But I don't like the the Nisei logo should be faction neutral. Like, what if I'm a Wayland player? Well, this was one of my my complaints, as you remember, from like a month ago. So, <laughs> yeah. I see. Just, just Real bad. fucking blast Nisei off the face of the earth. Remake it. Make it a whaling thing. Anyways, positivity. What's your number five? Um, I, I think I like that it's community first. So my number five is, is that it puts the community first. It's community run. I think this is really good. I think the sort of like the player board sort of like selecting people to run these departments is really good. Yeah. I think Nisei has a really good check on the pulse of the community. Absolutely. They're not just staying in like that ivory tower of the Nisei no, secret yeah. uh, slack. We know it exists. You can't hide it. But, you know, they they come talk to us little folk, which I enjoy. Yeah, like they they're open. They they talk, and I don't know. It was maybe like two weeks ago. Did you catch the sort of like drama with the Game of Thrones card game? Yeah, I didn't really follow what happened, but the gist is that their version of Nisei imploded based on some oh, internal it, it, drama. It imploded. Like the way it was formed was this like voting system that was terrible, and it just like it, it really exploded Oof. in a really ugly way. Good job for not uh, exploding, Nisei. Yeah. Yeah, I just really like that it's community oriented. It, it makes it easier to sort of like invest my time and resources in the in the organization. Um, yeah. I think that it's healthy that it is community oriented. Yeah, that's great. It, that kind of bleeds into my number four. It's just okay. it's filled with lovely people. Even someone from Edmonton, like Lori, just a just a charm because he's a Nisei. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but he's a good dude. I'm a, I'm I'm kind of scared of Lori. You're scared of Lori? Why? Well, because I'm Facebook friends with him, right? Yeah, so? And did you know he does fencing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's into that Hema shit. Well, if he wanted to kill me, it's Oh, he easier could. F- yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fucking like, you know, it's like the dude owns a sword, probably. Probably more than one. Those, yeah. Those, they they own a lot of swords. They got what practice. Happens, like, and, and what happens if he hears the episode from last week where I put the MWL on blast and he's like, I guess I'm going to stab Eric to death. Well, it takes a while to walk from Edmonton to Winnipeg, so he's probably um, still on his way. He so. probably also does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't know if he does, too. but <laughs> hopefully for you, he doesn't. Who's your favorite music person? Oh, shit. This is really hard. <laughs> Fuck. Why do this to me, Eric? There's a lot of good <laughs> well, ones. You, you, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. That's the problem. I See, I've interacted with them, like, a lot of people a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go for the safe choice. It's Aki, Tsundere Queen Akira, the ultimate hacker girl, Akira, uh, I don't know what she is right now, spooky hacker girl, Akira, number one in my heart. She's doing such a good job. Is she going to run both days of Worlds? I feel like she might. Oh, she's crazy, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not allowed to pick two, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, it's 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 like a toss-up. I really love Austin. This guy's a fucking machine. He Austin's like a strong- pretty good. 
he just kept showing up at all the tournaments I went to last year, and it was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Austin's a great guy. He's got a great moral compass. He's a hard worker. I fear for him burning out, but he continues to not burn out, which always surprises me. He is one of the most dedicated people that I've seen in my life. I also got to throw it out. I got I got to shout out my boy David Dividus. Oh yeah, lead dev. He has what I would consider a very difficult job. Dev ain't think, no easy thing. Like no, Dev is difficult. Everyone's a critic about Dev. He does a really good job, in my opinion. He's a great guy. I've met him before. We have a good relationship. Yeah, no, I've, I'm always impressed with the work he does. So yeah, in my mind, like he is just one of those Nisei all. I mean, Nisei's full of all stars. Let's be real. But the the he is one of like the all stars of all stars. He's doing a great job. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to phrase that better. Agree. We'll just leave it at that. Was that your number four? No, this is my number. Okay. No, 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 that was your number four. My number four is Nisei's openness to trying new things. Yeah. I think they could have just been like, we're just going to do the same model FFG did. And like, that's it. And I think I've been really impressed with them being like, okay, we're going to like change how the MWL works. We're going to like look at producing new kinds of products like Gateway. We're going to like fucking run single-sided Swiss for Intercontinentals. And they're they're like, really great at that, that self-reflection and really pinning down, I think, underlying problems. Like, we've been we've been talking about yeah. the problems in Double-Sided Swiss, and then they did something a little different for Intercontinentals. I've been really impressed. You know, it, this is something... I think they're really good at listening to feedback, and they're really good at being like, okay, we're going to try this thing, and if it doesn't work... Like, sometimes... I'm not going to... Not everything these days tried is work. Yeah. But just them trying new things is good and so i've been really impressed with their sort of openness to trying new things and the flexibility and the willingness to be like you know let's just try and make it work so yeah i'm I'm really impressed in that sense yeah they're excellent in that number three for me art just just super good on the art like all the new stuff they've been releasing for promos even going back to the older products there's some real gems in there that honestly blow a lot of the ffg stuff out of the water mm-hmm. what's your favorite uh piece of music recently the most impressive one i think has been the new enigma it just looks it just looks mm. sweet like it's recognizable as the old one and it's like this imposing view you know looking up sure, on sure, it sure. it's not even that good of a piece of ice but it looks fucking sick all I've... time all time mm. Nah, let's leave it at that. I like Earth Station a lot. Oh yeah, Earth Station is super the, good. The flip on Earth Station is great. I also really like Trebuchet. Actually, that's <laughs> trebuchet a fun is, one, right? Yeah, tre- Trebuchet is not like, in my opinion, like you know, it's not getting put up in the Louvre next to the Mona Lisa. Yeah, but I think it does a really good job at capturing the feel of the card and like the sort of like cyber feel and Wayland and like to me, it's just it may be like it's not the most aesthetically amazing complicated piece of art in the world but it hits sort of like the thematic points you want on the ice yeah it's kind of like a a clever take right and it it feels good yeah yeah so for me uh i I really like trebuchet also yeah but the station like i mean i think the the flip side of the station is so good the the one where you're just like looking down the beanstalk oh yeah amazing amazing what's your number three the commitment to diversity oh yeah because like i think one of the things that makes Netrunner good is it's sort of like, I mean, it's one of the reasons I like its universe is because it it presents a version of the future, in my opinion, that is accurate, which is one of diversity. Yeah. I I mean, this is not even, regardless of like, sort of like what we think a just society looks like. If you look at demographic trends, it's very clear that we're moving more to where, towards sort of like mixed ethnicity 
children. Oh yeah. And and not just like, you know, white people having white kids and Asian people having Asian kids or whatever. So it's lovely to see a game sort of like represent that. And I think also one of the things I love about Netrunner is they really, in my opinion, put women on equal footing to men. It's oh, yeah. not just it's not just like what like I it happens in every card game, I feel like where it's like you have five male main characters and then the sixth one is a woman because you know we need a woman character but like in well look they had like they had to print lat because there's no dudes in shaper all the good shaper ids are women i guess that's true i never even thought of that but it's 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 nice and you know like it's a game that's affirming of gender identity and i think that's been borne out in the actual nisei organization itself yeah They've shown that commitment to diversity through the cards they produced and through the community sort of responded in kind. You know, I, I'm going to say this is a, a take I had when Nisei was formed, and this is a bad take that I've reformed. Originally, when the diversity and inclusion committee, uh, I forget the full name. It's like the, the diversity edit and inclu- team. I don't know yeah. what edit means, but yeah, diversity diversity's in there. Diver- like I call them the diversity and inclusion team, but that's like definitely not the official name. <laughs> but wait, my maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe it's the edit team. That makes a lot more sense. I don't know. But it's like Alice and um somebody else is on this team too, I think. I forget I forget who's on this team. There I was know, I know th- there was like a ton of people originally, but yeah, I I know Alice is on there for sure. I wanna say Tammy Joe is. My point being at the beginning I was kinda like this is kind of why dumb. is this like, necessary, right? Why is this necessary? Yeah. Like, real, like it's kind. This is kind of like an overstepping. Like, we don't like. I don't really understand what they're going to do. That's going to be helpful. Yeah, I was obviously fucking wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they've done a really good job. Not only like stepping in and educating people. The code of conduct's excellent. Um, the code of conduct is, I think, it like quite excellent. And yeah. I'm very proud to be in a to participate and volunteer my time in a community that has codified these rules. Which I don't think, like, I don't think they're progressive in the sense of, like, in our ideal just society, but they're progressive in the sense of, like, basically what every other card game community is doing. And I think also, like, I mean, I've seen, yeah, so I'm, I've just, I'm just very impressed with the diversity and inclusion committee, basically, or like the team. And uh, it's been really, it's made me feel proud to spend my time doing a hobby that is, like, has such a deep commitment to, like, diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Basically. Well put. I I don't think I have anything to add on top of that. I think you said it all. What's your number three? Two. Your number two. two. Number two. I'm I'm blown away by the level of communication we receive from them regarding like any changes, right? Like you had the the article when everything was delayed. They explain everything really well. Even on MWLs, they say, "Hey, this change was made because of this. This ma- change was made because of that." Even this change was not made because of this. Like, yeah. FFG maybe did that a little bit, but I don't remember it being explained as well. And like, you know, right on the front page as Nisei's doing. No, I agree. And I think, I mean, like, I like one of my critiques was that the communication's muddied. I do still think that. Mm-hmm. I think muddied communication is better than no communication. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, even though I think it's a space they can improve in, I'm still, like, it's still good to be, like, hear anything rather than nothing, I guess. Oh, absolutely. So my number two is organized play. Oh, it's pretty yeah. incredible what they're doing. It's amazing. Like, in, like basically, in my opinion, like, every, like, I think if you actually step back and think about it, it will blow your mind 
what they're doing in terms of the altars, the prizes, the tournament venues, the support. Like, they ran a world that was, like, better than almost every FFG world. It's like, amazing. The, like, I remember... Fuck? Yeah, I, I had questions about running... Maybe it was regionals or something. I don't remember. Anyways, I just, like, texted Aki... And like she just she just was like, oh, what do you need? Like here's this resource that was tucked away somewhere. This is how you run this. Like I was I was a complete idiot, having no idea what to do. And they just they just had everything, which I was too dumb to go find for myself. But they were very happy to help, very happy to foster that community. And now running all these large scale tournaments on their own is just above and beyond. No, I mean like an Aki Aki and Aki and austin are killers and the other op people are killers too like the prize support has been super good the 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 codified tournament rules like everything's just so good like so good. i got to like after a year after the game was that i got to go play in canadian nationals u.s nationals and worlds yeah like what the fuck like they those should have not happened no, yeah those should have not yeah. happened there, there should have been like a gap year there 90 yeah. percent of the people should have stopped playing and then yeah 10 people should have kept playing that runner but no they 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 ran full speed ahead it was amazing it's like they're weaving strong to gold it's amazing great job that that was actually my number one was oh, okay. just the amazing prizing not only like the art but actually realizing like here's prizing people actually use like everything they've included for any tournament is like an actual usable card there's no brute force hack featuring ed kim for some reason there's no just like binder fodder you now have a second copy of you know they're, they're printing zero for worlds expressly for the reason that it's a hard to find card that some people might not have and now you know people can get it at worlds it's awesome yeah so my number one. Tell me. Can we talk? It's insane that Nisei has produced two sets. Ashes and Uprising. Yes. What Let, an achievement. Is that one cycle from FFG I worth don't, of cards I don't, or two? I, I think it seems it's, like a it's like a cycle's worth, basically. But like in my mind, a lot of work has to go into producing a Netrunner card. So, like, many, I, so many moving parts that kind of work together, right? Yeah, and like it's insane... To me, that like we are playing with Nisei cards, and it's just like um, we can expect Nisei cards in the future, and this is just the reality we live in. And like, I can talk to, like devs can be like, yeah, we have like a plan for like in the future. Like there is going to be a future. Like cards are going to keep getting printed. It's actually like I think because we're so used to like playing with Nisei cards, it's kind of like worn off. But I think it is an insane feat. Really, I I actually think it's inc- an incredible feat that few card game communities ever replicate. Like. The the thing that Nisei is doing is not something that like Nisei is is the is the is the um, Cinderella story. Well, yeah, most I'm card sure, game communities do not make it like this. Yeah, I'm sure most games that end there is a diehard community that lasts, and yeah, they have expansions or something, but it's not the level of organized play. It's not you know as play tested. It's not nearly as polished as what we're seeing here. I I I'm there's a I used to play Warhammer Conquest. Yes, there is a community there that produces cards for it. Team Apoka. Uh, they're terrible. They're just awful. No, no, they're fu- no, they're really fucking bad, dude. Okay, like, so bad that I stopped playing the game. Like, Oof. All right, like they're really bad. I don't think 
the Nisei cards are perfect. I think like, you know, like, I mean, like, listen, we can nitpick, but the reality is the nitpicks. And the fact of the matter is that they managed to print a set that was fucking accepted by the community. And like, it was good. And the art was good. And like, yeah, yeah. sure. Like fucking, there were some cards that were over under tune, but like pound for pound. I mean, look at fucking spin cycle and look at, look at Genesis cycle. Oh yeah. And then look at ashes. Like you, and- you compare the binder fodder that FFG has put out to like the least good card in a Nisei set. Like it's, it's not even comparable. Like, I think when we get a format that's all Nisi cards, there's going to be very little, you know, cards that are just absolutely worthless. I agree. And I, I don't think, like, and listen, I'm not happy with, I mean, Gold Format got banned, for example. No cycle is going to be perfect, but like, yeah. by far and away, fucking Nisei's hitting it out of the park, like, really doing an excellent job. Oh, for sure. And I love that they're not being precious about not banning their own cards. Yeah. Like, they so... just printed that. How much work went into testing it, the art and everything, and they're like, no, it's not healthy for a game? Out of here. At least for now. Uh, yeah. So that's basically my top five things I like about Nisei. They're pretty good. Overall, thank you, Nisei. Well, okay. Don't be we, mean, we can't, we can't we be mean? too positive. Okay. We can't be too positive. Overall. We got a rep to maintain. They're okay. okay. What's they're it? okay. They're okay. Can they're we say okay. pretty good? They're good. They're good. Oh, good. Good is good. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to have someone from Nisei on next week. Yeah, we already teased this and it was construction time in Australia. So it didn't really work out this week. Yeah. But next time, uh, yeah, Morgan, what do they do now? We don't know. We'll find out. The, well, we do know. I could just say. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me then. <laughs> um, Morgan is currently sitting on the dev team. That's a good spot. There's, are, there will be some tough. grilling to be done. Oh, we're getting we're getting at least three scoops. Oh, it's at it's least gonna three. be raining scoops. They won't at even know what they're telling us. If you want, if you've been living out here in the scoops desert like I have, and you want illicit scoops, I Morgan's already told me that they're gonna be like at least five scoops. So there you go. I seven, I heard ten. Se- I heard ten seven, scoops. Uh, twelve scoops. Twelve next week. scoops. So hang on till uh, next episode. It's going to be a real treat. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great night. See you next time. Okay, you you take care of it. I'll put them on blast next episode just so they're (laughs) double blasted.